It is Wednesday, the fourth day of January in the new year, 2023. Um, aside from my mother, sport has been the single constant throughout the entirety of my life. And in spite of the fact that I love sport almost as much as I love my mother, I will be the first person to tell you how little it actually means in the grand scheme of said life. And so unless you live in a cave or you're one of those people that somehow feels the need to deride those that enjoy sports, you know about what happened during the Bills-Bengals game on Monday night with DeMar Hamlin. That was an awful turn of events. And I'll add my voice to the millions of others when I say that I wish him nothing but the best and a full recovery. I really cannot imagine what his family must be going through having to deal with, with the entire world having seen what happened to him while also sitting at his bedside and hoping and praying for the best. It is a very strange thing to have happen unprecedented thing to have happen. That's a word you've heard multiple times. The coming days will be a real test for for uh, the players in the league, his teammates, the NFL, and the sport as a whole. And I certainly hope that whatever happens moving forward, and who knows, by the time this actually uh, goes out into the world, something may have happened and changed, but um, whatever does happen, that we actually not complain about and just sort of let it be. I'm not going to try and act as if, you know, I have a clue as to what happened and seeing as no one really gives a shit about what I say anyway. We'll just leave it there. This is episode number 145 of Complaints and Observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right, what's up? How are you? Back to uh, to nonsense. That was two minutes of trying to be uh, somewhat serious because it's a fucked up situation. So, um, you know, I, I, I find it, like everyone else, just to be incredibly tragic. Um. Personally, I'm I'm fascinated to see what the league decides to do here. Cause I think they're in a total no win situation, right? <clears throat> if they if they turn around and decide to say declare the game a no contest and not replay it, there's gonna be a problem somewhere. The other issue is I've I've heard and read a couple times now that uh apparently the Bills are thinking about not playing this coming Sunday and essentially forfeiting 
I really don't see that happening. But if it does, and then the Patriots get a win out of the deal, <laughs> as if enough people didn't hate the Patriots enough, now that they stink, they're getting free wins? Oh, my God. Brutal. Just brutal. Um, aside from that, I, I hope uh, that your uh, New Year's celebration was terrific. I hope you're enjoying uh, 2023. For some reason, saying that number sounds more strange to me than, um, you know, like a, any of the 2020s or anything like that. 2023 seems like a much bigger number. I don't know why. It literally just dawned on me, but it did. Um, but today, <clears throat> I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the NFL, uh, football game cameramen, Southwest Airlines, like <laughs> fucking ridiculous, uh, superpowers, and uh, I have an excellent voicemail that I can't wait to share. Uh, it's not Donnie's mom. It's our friend Heather, who always brings... Uh, quality pettiness to the show, which is why I love her calls. Donnie's mom, Luann, once again, uh, if you happen to be listening to this program, thank you. And Donnie, please, please tell your mother I said thank you. I really hope that she enjoyed that, and I really hope she calls again because it was awesome. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, water versus electricity. Something that popped into my head the other day. But let's let's start with the NFL. Now, here comes the uh, the fence riders. Uh, your your faithful host and, and the show in general, the fence riders. Yeah. We're straddling the fence. We're riding both sides. The fence. Fake southern accents. More on that later. <laughs> uh, the fence riders. Uh, I don't really think the NFL meant to take so long. To, to cancel the game. I really don't think they were like deadly serious about the, they were going to take a five-minute break and then go back. I think they were just flat-out fucking panicking. And one guy, you know, in the league office was like, uh, you know, let, let's take five minutes. And they just, you know, whoever heard it took it literally. And now everyone's like, oh, the fucking NFL. Take it five minutes. Like, no, I, I highly doubt that's how it went. But they were probably and rightly panicking. And, you know, sort of left it in the hands of the coaches. I think I could be dead wrong here, and I may be, and maybe somebody's already brought this up, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if the league left it in their hands and said, hey, you guys make the decision. Like, you know, we're okay if you guys decide to play. We're okay if you decide not to, but it's up to you. I could be flat out 100% incorrect. I hope I'm not. I really hope I'm not. The NFL as a whole... It's just not uh, full of uh, decent humans. I shouldn't say that as a whole. That's I, that's incorrect. Uh, the the league office itself, 
you know, like the the upper management folks within the teams, uh, you know, not not the not the best people for the most part. I'd say it's a 60-40 split, douche to non-douche. So it wouldn't shock me if somebody in the league office with a, you know, straight face that wasn't paying attention said, hey, we'll give it five minutes and then, uh, you know, back on the field. So I am willing, and I honestly I can't believe that I'm willing, but I'm I'm sort of willing to give the NFL uh, a little bit of the benefit uh, of the doubt here, just because I really don't, and I always get myself in trouble when I say I really don't think they were that stupid, not just with the NFL but with anything, because a lot of times they are that stupid. So I really don't think they're that stupid to to see and to know what went on and then to come out and say, yeah, we'll give you five minutes and then you can get back on the field. I heard on the radio today, like that's typically how the NFL does things, where it's somebody gets hurt. If it's severe enough, they bring out the meat wagon, they toss the guy in, off he goes, and they're back playing again. They hadn't come across this particular, quote, injury, end quote, before. So it's, uh, I think they went into a full-on panic. So let's let's settle down on this five-minute nonsense. Um, you know, I would, I would love to know who it was that said it. You know, because if it's like the assistant to the traveling secretary, it doesn't mean much of anything. So... Let's settle down for now. Let's not all get all pissy. Let's not all let all get pissy about the NFL just yet. Because there's still plenty of room for them to fuck this up. The thing of it is, I have no clue what they can do that doesn't piss off somebody. I really don't. That's why I said I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Uh, Also this weekend was the uh, playoffs for the college football, who's a what's it, college football playoffs, four teams, three of which you see all the fucking time, and then one is a Christian school out of Texas that happens to be pretty good. Well, they ended up winning, and what a fucking game that was. Holy hell, that third quarter was the most flat-out bananas football I've ever seen. There were 44 points scored in the one quarter. 44. 44. (laughs) How many yards is that? 44. Not really. Um, But one thing that I noticed, and something that is, that I've, I don't even know if I've mentioned this before on the show, but it's definitely something I've thought of or said previously, but the cameramen at football games are horny as fuck. They kept, they could not take the camera off of uh, J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback of Michigan. Could not take the camera off of his girlfriend. That girl was on TV more than J.J. And look, uh, I'm not going to complain. That girl is a smoke bomb. 
But I think one and done, cameramen, ABC slash ESPN, you know, keep it in your fucking pants, boys. It's not necessary. The reaction shot of the family every time there's a touchdown, is it's a little overdone. But the best part is that, like, fucking JJ's dad gets caught, like, sneaking sneaking taps on his uh on JJ's <laughs> girlfriend's ass. Like what are you doing, pops? I can't imagine what the fucking conversation was. Dad must have got red-faced when he found out. Shockingly red-faced, embarrassed. JJ's mom is like, "What the fuck are you doing touching her fucking ass, you fucking pig?" <laughs> I don't know where JJ is from, but I assume that it sounded very similar to that. You fucking pig on national fucking television while your son is playing football? What am I supposed to do? How am I going to say, what am I supposed to say to her mother? This is a very long, drawn-out scenario here. And it all involves the young lady who was very underdressed. <laughs> because she knew full well she was going to be on national TV, and now she's a fucking star. All because fucking Tony on camera four was horny as fuck. Listen, next time you're watching a... A sporting event. Pay attention. Pay attention. Because there's a lot of horny-ass cameramen. And they are. And probably horny-ass producers, too. Because once they get a glimpse of, you know, they're like, oh, shit. We're going to make sure we show her more often. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how the conversations go, too. Oh, shit. Tony, what do you got? Yeah, that's probably not how they go. Actually, I don't know. I wouldn't know. <coughs> oh, God. I sound like crap. I'm sorry. Uh, too much talking on the telephone today. I A lot of phone calls. None of them were for me, which is uh, such as life when you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You know what I mean? Or... At the top of the totem pole, which apparently is the true statement. <sighs> um, what else did I? What else did I have here? Let me get my bearings. Uh, sit tight. All right, we're back. Um, I still really don't have my bearings about me, and partially because all the shit that I wrote down to talk about this week is all over the map. Just random as fuck. God, what is going on between my ears? Uh, a couple things, right? Southwest. This fucking shit show of a company, how on earth are they allowed to, to do business legally when the way that they treated customers over the past week is, is just... It's beyond appalling. Appalling is not enough. But then when you think about 
uh, you know, the amount of money uh, these airlines got back in 2020, which, look, I mean, you knew who was in charge, so it kind of makes some sense uh, that money's going to get poured into corporations, free money, under the guise of, you know, keeping your business afloat, which is just total and total bullshit, stock buybacks and shit like that. Fuck you. But the more I read about Southwest and how antiquated their their system is when it comes to scheduling employees where at any given time Southwest does not know where a majority of their employees are like literally don't know where they are like where they might know where their home address is but they don't know where they are so you know in case you're an idiot typically when you uh, work for an airline you're flying around to different places so you would think that the company would know where people were at any given time. Well, not Southwest. They rely on this like awful phone-in system to basically inform the company of where they are. And the start of the problem with all these cancellations earlier, uh, in, last week I should say, is that the, the phone line got so jammed up that it couldn't handle the volume. And so there were a ton of people that could have been on flights but weren't because they couldn't get in touch with the company to get them on the schedule. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. Oh, that's brutal, huh? That is a big fat apology from me. I shouldn't be doing that. What I shouldn't be doing is drinking seltzer. Seltzer? I shouldn't be drinking seltzer while I'm trying to record this stupid crap. But here we are. You know, and, and of course you have Pete Buttigieg coming on and talking a big game about how, you know, the, the Department of Transportation is, is watching. Are they, Pete? Do something about it, Pete. Like, actually threaten. The thing of it is, I don't, I, I don't mind Pete Buttigieg. I mean, I think he's a... <sighs> I, I don't think he's suited for, like, you know top leadership type thing. He strikes me as a, 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 a solid legislator who can stand up there and, and talk like better than almost anybody in politics, which is terrific. Except when shit's actually going down and he needs to stand there and, and make a point, and I don't really think he did. He could have said, listen, Southwest, like, clean up your fucking shit or we're going to start finding you. We're going to start finding ways to fuck you over. But no, it was just, you know, we're keeping an eye on Southwest to see what's going on. <laughs> Lip service. It's just dumb. There's no need for it. So I felt so bad for some of these fucking people. Like, what was it, Denver? They come on the loudspeaker like, uh, uh, you're not getting on a flight until Thursday, and this was like Monday or whatever. Uh, you know, and then the, the poor person saying, go home. Go, ma'am, where do you think I'm trying to go? And that's the tough part, because who do you think? And this is this is the corporate setup, okay? This is the whole 
entire corporate scheme, right? Where the people at the top who caused this problem at Southwest aren't the ones that are going to take the fucking heat from customers. Uh-uh. Nope. It's going to be the fucking woman at the counter at the airport. It's going to be the customer service people. Uh, it's going to be literally anybody that represents Southwest at a customer level. Everybody above them is just going to sit there and count their money. And that's exactly how they want it because companies like Southwest know that they can get away with fucking murder and disrupt an entire system for a uh, number of days and inconvenience thousands and thousands of people and suffer zero consequences. Zero. But you know who does? Fucking the people that are standing uh, at the gate with their little Southwest vest on and they're getting berated. And so what do they do? Well, they they get scared and they call the cops like, hey, you know, these people are threatening us. And then the cops come out and the cops act like douchebags. And then that turns into a whole fucking thing. It's an unwinnable situation for everyone other than the top brass at Southwest Airlines because they don't give a fuck. And the worst part is they all come out with statements about how, you know, customers are our number one priority. Here at Southwest, we like providing our, our customers with shitty airplanes, no actual service, and random seats. But we love our customers, yeah, because they fucking pay you to get from point A to point B. I haven't flown Southwest in a long time. I hope I never have to again. The airline industry is such that if people really wanted to make a company suffer, they could. They literally could. You want to know why? Because there were plenty of options. And then, and then you, you you had a lot of people on Twitter posting, uh, you know, searches for for one way flights from wherever they were stuck to wherever they were supposed to go, and the price gouging was through the fucking roof. My assumption is that it was strictly like a, a you know a response that an algorithm on Google or whatever creates. You know, it's not really somebody at Delta going, I can charge $4,000. Sound like Dracula. I don't think that was the case. At least I hope that's not the case. But who the fuck knows? How would you know? You wouldn't. It doesn't really tie into my next point, but it's it's... Uh, you know, I don't want to say similar. It really isn't. <laughs> it really has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. But as a wannabe ad man, I do take particular joy in seeing uh, similar companies who cannot, for the life of them, uh, differentiate themselves. And case number one, banks. Right, I need someone to tell me what Bank A 
and bank B would do for the common person that would be vastly different from each other. Unless you're offering me free something or, you know, an increased interest rate, tangible benefits, there is zero, and they never talk about those in these commercials. The commercials don't, they don't sit there and list, you know, like, hey, that you know that savings account that you get 0.005% on at, at your current bank? Well, come on over to Dave LaPointe Bank and I'll give you 0.0010% interest on, on your savings account. You know what I mean? Like, there's no tangible... They all advertise, uh, you know, a mortgage with an interest rate that is pretty comparable to everyone else. They all advertise a checking account that is pretty comparable to everyone else. The only thing that's different with banks is that their stupid fucking slogan is different. And it's always fucking dumb. It's always stupid. There has to be one advertising firm that does commercials for every single bank on earth. Because they're all the same. It's all like the smiling employees. You know, the the camera shot. The, <laughs> the camera shot of, of the bank. Uh, and then the voiceover guy going, your neighborhood bank. We care about your money because we want to fucking take it. Like, there's nothing. What is the difference? I mean, honestly, it's convenience more than anything, right? And if you're not a credit union, you're, you're nothing. Like, a credit union used to be a big deal. They're dying a slow death. But like now, buttfuck bank and assfuck bank are the same bank. There's no difference. You're just putting your money there. It's all federally insured, so you're not going to lose it. I just can't stand the bullshit with banks. Like, oh man, like I would just, I would put money. Here it is. Here's what would differentiate banks. If I saw a commercial for a bank that said, look, uh, we're not really that much different from your current bank, but we're not going to bullshit you. We're telling you that right up front. So here are the locations that you could go to if for some ungodly reason you still need to physically go to a bank. Here, 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 and here. Do you live in that area? Terrific. You should come bank with us. End of commercial. And it'll be like, ass fuck bank. We have banks near you. End of... That's it. That's the ad. Boom. Done. And I don't know why I just came up with two banks called... <laughs> Buttfuck Bank and Assfuck Bank. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could do, like, any sort of audio something because it'd be like, Assfuck Bank, and then, like, you know, beanie, nee, nee, nee. With, like, a rainbow logo of some kind. <laughs> oh, that sounded so gay. David, why did you do that? That wasn't my intent. Wasn't my intent. I'm not homophobic. Yet I just named two banks. Oh, God. It's a good thing only two people listen to this fucking stupid show. Because it is stupid. It is really goddamn stupid.
you know what isn't stupid though is uh South Shore Bar Pizza. Talked about South Shore Bar Pizza on my show multiple times. A big shout out. Uh congratulations to who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? Uh, Linwood? No. Who the fuck won? Why can't I remember who won the damn tournament? Oh, I am the worst. I am... Nope, it was Poopsies again. I'm sorry. Poopsies again. Um, Poopsies of Pembroke. If you've never been to Poopsies and you like pizza, uh, you are a uh, giant moron. Because Poopsies is really good. And Jimmy G over at South Show Bar Pizza uh, does a, a great thing where he puts the tournament together and then basically uh, when there's a... Uh, he, he runs a uh, fundraiser. And he allows the winner to donate uh, the, the, the the prizes to... Prizes. Fucking... <laughs> Donate the money to a charity of their choice. And apparently Poopsies is giving it to the uh, couple of food banks in the area. So very cool. Um, the show did donate um, to the to the pot this year. So I'm, I'm super thrilled to have been able to do that. Uh, it's very cool. It's always cool. Um, and again, South Shore Bar Pizza. The real cool thing is I actually made South Shore Bar Pizza. At uh, at Gillette Stadium at the tailgate. Whew. Listen, it's my first attempt. I borrowed some pans, the 10-inch uh, pie pans from my buddy Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. Thank you. Um, yeah, just some dope shit. It, it, I used bagged cheese. I used, you know, jarred sauce. But honestly, the, the pizza oven that we've got, my wife bought a sour pizza oven at BJ's. It was a hundred bucks. We bought it. I'm thinking, what the fuck? I don't, you know, I don't want this fucking thing. I didn't really think it'd be, you know, that great. It, it, the thing is awesome. It's awesome. And I can't wait to make more goddamn pizzas in this thing. So anyways, uh, I've talked about South Shore Bar Pizza. SS Bar Pizza. On Instagram. Um, if you don't follow them, you should. Jimmy G is a good dude. And I like what he does over there. Just talking about pizza. SS Bar Pizza on Instagram. Check it out, man. All right, let's do a little uh, inside baseball here. When I like uh, end the segment, the shitty host that I use to record this garbage like the website will download, um, you know what I what I put up. <clears throat> and that last fifteen minutes took probably fifteen minutes to actually fucking download. And the whole time I'm in a flat out panic because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can't do fifteen minutes again. I couldn't redo that fifteen minutes. Not because it was good content, because fuck, like I don't remember even, I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about for half of it. Holy crap. Thankfully, we've we've pushed through. 
Um, all right. I want to get to a few things quick before I get to the, you know, better stuff. I heard somebody at work today talk about superpowers and I, how this came up and why she said it, I don't even know. But her quote was literally, quote, teleportation, don't even get me started. Imagine how much of your life you'd get back if you didn't have to travel, end quote. At first, I was like, you work for a travel company. But then I thought about, okay, I know what she means by travel. Like, literally, physically getting into a car and having to go somewhere. And I was like, you know what? No one's ever taken... No one's ever mentioned a superpower and used it in such literal, real-world settings before. And I was fucking floored. Literally, where uh, I had to turn around and say... Uh, that may have been the most insightful superpower thing I've ever heard in my life. And she was like, yeah, this is something that comes up all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this girl might be a fucking genius. But anyways, it makes so much fucking sense. Imagine how much of your life you'd be able to get back if you if you just didn't have to. I don't know. Fucking leave the office at 5.30 to take an hour and a half travel time to get home. If you could just... Hold on. Let me let me wet my fingers there. Nope, that was terrible too. Shit. If you could just... God, I can't snap my fingers today. Dry. And then, you, you know, just like that. God, that's awful. <laughs> Boom. You're back home. You just, you know, twitch your nose or... Close your eyes or, or whatever. You you know, drop a smoke bomb, you walk through it, that's how you teleport. That really should be like the only actual answer. Because, I mean, what what does anything, what does any other superpower really get you in a real world human sense, right? Super strength. Big fucking deal. What is that? Everyone's going to be asking you to do shit. And you know something? When you try to get somewhere, you still have to get in the car and go. Oh, you want to fly? Guess what? You still have to literally jump in the air and fly to wherever it is you want to go. Teleportation is where it's at. Random thought that I just overheard at work, and I'm still kind of blown away by it. Uh, Random point number two. It's getting to the point now where I am working just to pay utility bills. So, like, electricity and oil. Because what what I just paid last month is, well, this month. No, last month. Gasly. Not G-A-S-L-E-Y or G-S-S. How do you spell? Gasly is not a word, but ghastly is a word. Oh, fuck. Thank God the show's almost over, huh? It was a lot of fucking money. And it got me thinking, because then my wife's like, oh, I got the water bill. And the water bill was like nothing. It was pennies compared to what I paid for. I paid more for like um, a month's electricity than I did for probably the entire year of water. Think about that. Think about that. And then ask yourself, which of those two things is more important 
in life? Water or electricity? Electricity is, that's a convenience. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Like you physically, your body needs water, right? If you want to break it down to simple terms. Yet for some reason, the electricity to, to power this microphone so that this crap can come out of my mouth and be recorded onto the internet somehow costs more than water that would keep me alive if need be. Do you see what I'm getting at? And I, it made me want, as I'm sitting there in the shower this morning, taking a shower, I'm thinking, all right, how the fuck does this happen? Please don't think about me taking a shower. It's fucking gross. Nobody needs that visual. But how is it possible that we're paying more for electricity than we are for water? And why is it that water is like a second-class citizen in the grand scheme of utilities? Probably because some, I, and I don't know, that, again, as with most shit that I talk about on the show, I don't know for sure, but I wonder if it has something to do with like the uh, the various municipalities managing their own water and water supply and water you know distribution and everything else, as opposed to the uh, regionally monopolized uh, power companies. That's my guess. Is that? No one has figured out how to monopolize water yet. Give it time because it's coming. It's bad enough, especially in this state. Like, how the fuck can you be poor in Massachusetts? You can't. You literally can't be poor in Massachusetts. It is, it's impossible. When, when the cost to heat your home is through the fucking roof. When and, and then if you try to have uh, electric heat, fuck, it's going to cost you even more. Why anybody willingly chooses to live in Massachusetts blows my mind. Blows my mind. It's wonderful here. Look, I love it. Born and raised here, I think that there's no better place on earth. But guess what? I'm not dirt poor. I probably would be, <laughs> given other circumstances, but I would like to think that if that did happen, that I would make the conscious decision to try to move someplace where I could afford to live. It sure as shit would not be anywhere near Boston. Not a fucking chance. I'd pack up the car and move to fucking, I don't know, East Bumfuck, Pennsylvania or some shit. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Thankfully, I've never had to think about it. But good fucking grief. The time is going to come before my life is over where, uh, you know, I'm going to have politicians tell me with a straight face that we need, um, you know, like some sort of water monopoly to keep water going. Meanwhile, you have multiple cities in this country, in some parts of the country, when you turn on the faucet, it just comes out sludge. Because they don't care. Oh, you're you're you live in a black neighborhood. Well, guess what? You don't get clean water. Fuck you. Foolish bullshit. But it's coming. It's coming. <clears throat> you know what else is coming? A brand new voicemail. 
And look, you too can get in on the action. 617-657-4736. There's no reason why you can't also call the show like Heather does. Heather is a, a, a very highly educated young woman, mind you. I question that education because she calls my show. <laughs> but it's it, honestly, I, I love it. Can't get enough. And don't take that as a slight, Heather. Please keep calling the show because uh, everything you bring to the table is terrific. But there are so many people that could be calling the show as well. Everybody complains. This is what I don't. This is why it bothers me that uh, that that I don't have more listeners. Be be in the the reason that the show is like it is is because I don't have like the the audience participation that I really assumed I would have. I thought for sure people would be on board with complaining and observing. Because everybody does it, literally. And here I'm providing an outlet. <laughs> I'm providing an outlet for you to fucking bitch and moan, make fun of shit and make fun of people. But so many people are choosing not to. But you know who is, thankfully, my dear friend Heather. So thank you. Uh, so here's Heather with another fucking gem. As always, Heather uh, brings the heat. So thank you as always. I too have always wondered why uh, businesses and companies aren't named literally. Like for the example she used, stoves and stuff, right? Of course I googled it. Guess what? There are literally two. Two. No, there's stoves and stuff. So stoves apostrophe N stuff. That they, they sell stoves and stuff. And it is uh, Northeast Pennsylvania's premier provider of alternative 
energy home heating products. And then there's stoves and stuff, which is they sell pellet stoves. They're these they're the pellet stove pros. And they're in Westfield, New York. So I don't know where she was, northeastern Pennsylvania or Westfield, New York, wherever the fuck that is. Where is North? Where, what is Westfield, New York? Where are you? Oh, well, wherever they are, they're fucking buried in snow at the moment. So um, I don't know if she was up up near between Erie and Buffalo. Ooh, brutal. That ain't good. So I'm going to say she was in northeast Pennsylvania. <laughs> Stoves and stuff. Um, just so you know, CVS stands for Consumer Value Store. And quite frankly, like that would be a much better name than just CVS. Like, why do you think like the Dollar Tree and the Dollar Store like do well? Family Dollar. Why do you think those stores do well? Because they put dollar in the name. And it, it just makes people think, oh, this shit's cheap. So, hey, uh, where, where do you, where's your pharmacy? Over at the uh, con- consumer value store. What is it? What, I mean, are we that fucking lazy that we can't sound out three words? That's like, what, seven syllables? No, we just need three. We, we need, <laughs> this country is full of dummies. We need to shorten the name. <laughs> Adding like and stuff to a to a business name is great. Uh, the one of my favorite TV shows ever, Parks and Recreation, the grocery store or the store uh, that Ron Swanson shopped at was called Food and Stuff. It's a it's a good joke. <clears throat> but of course, she's a thousand percent right. Like why? You know, Walgreens doesn't sell walls. <laughs> I guess I never really thought of that, but um, you know, market what the exact shit that you're selling. Here's the problem, okay? Um, and this this might be a tad inside baseball, but there are companies out there that literally get paid by people to come up with company names. And a, a lot of companies that you know full well uh, have actually paid people to come up with their stupid-ass names. For example, um, a former employer of mine, Wayfair. Like, they used to be called, like, uh, what was it, like, Speaker Stands and More or something like that? I think that's what it was. Like, no, Racks and Stands. Is what it was called. Racks and stands. Because they sold. Like stereo racks. And speaker stands. Then they were also known as. Uh, CSN stores. Which was literally just a combination. Of the two guys that owned the fucking company. Nope. But then they. They paid someone, they paid a company to come up with Wayfair. They put two words together 
called it Wayfair. Poor Wayfair. They are, boy, that is not good. They are not doing well, Wayfair. Um, it was it was it was really fucked up that um, they did so well during COVID. Like they did really well. And uh, yeah, now they're, they're now they're not doing well. It's funny. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and there's a a note about an employee walkout in regards to um, selling beds to a temporary migrant detention camp. Yeah, that was my department. Yep. So yeah. You have to lay off all kinds of people. I don't know why. I'm I'm, I'm in the weeds. I'm in the weeds. Um, but yeah, fucking hell. When you can't when you can't accurately describe what you sell simply by the name of your business, you're you're doing a disservice to potential customers. It's it's probably not the same now than it was like in the you know straight brick and mortar days where, you know if you didn't, if you didn't describe what you sold on on the front of your building, no one was gonna fucking know what you did. But as usual, Heather is one hundred percent correct. So thank you as always, Heather, uh, and you too, can call in and be part of the show six one seven six five seven. Four seven three six. Call in. It's my Robert Loja. Hey kid. All right, and because you know, I I need content. Something uh, popped into my head the other day that I hadn't done on the show. At least I don't think I have. I may have. I just don't remember. Uh, most underrated Seinfeld episode. Okay, now look. You may not care for the program. Um, you may love the show, but it is a, a staple of a recent American society. And um, therefore, uh, I want to talk about it because it's the kind of thing that hasn't gone old yet. I think at some point it will, but hopefully not in my lifetime. I, I'm really hoping that. You know, it, it's the kind of thing that I watch until the day that I die because it's, I I find such joy in it. It's like the Three Stooges. Like, it's not, the Stooges aren't on nearly as much as they used to be, but whenever the Stooges are on and I see that they're on, I'm watching the Stooges. So, there was an episode uh, that I watched a couple weeks ago, uh, the Smelly Car episode. And I thought to myself, wow. This is a jam-packed episode. There was so much going on in that episode that I thought this is this might be the most underrated Seinfeld episode because everybody knows about, you know, the BBO, right? Everybody knows that part of the show. But it was also like uh Susan like like left George and then George finds out that she's now uh, dating a woman. So Susan is now a lesbian. And then Kramer, uh, you know, falls in love with Susan's girlfriend. 
did George find Susan far more attractive because she was a lesbian? It's a great show. Like, you know, obviously the BBO is, is the big theme of the episode. And I liked the fact that Elaine got sort of really tied in to the main theme of, of that episode, yet not intimately associated with said theme. You, you follow what I'm saying? So I'm going to throw it up um, on the Instagram page. I'll throw it up on Twitter, at ComplaintsPod. I'll even throw it up on Post, which is a new social media thing that um, I really don't know anything about. But if you want to join Post, uh, I'm at the same handle, at ComplaintsPod. And I'll put it up on, on Post, and you can vote. What is the most underrated Seinfeld episode? Please and thank you. As it is Wednesday, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the program. It is the end and... Three gripes. Gripe number one, country music. C-U-N-T-R-Y music. The Patriots game on Sunday, this past Sunday, the final home game of the season, featured an anthem singer by the name of Timmy Brown. Timmy Brown. Turns out little Timmy is a country singer and sings with a southern accent, except that motherfucker is from Norton, Massachusetts. That's right, the bullshit fucking southern accent. Why the fake accent, Timmy? What the fuck, pal? And it was, you know, blatantly obvious. Anybody with a fucking pair of ears could figure out that this wasn't his actual accent. Mainly because they said, you know, they actually said he was from Milton. But then uh, his bio all over the internet says Norton. So clearly he's embarrassed by uh, his actual accent and where he's actually from. So he seems like a fucking great guy. At least fucking lie about it, Timmy. Timmy. Say you spent so much time with your fucking meme on your peepaw down in Alabama that you suddenly woke up one day and that bullshit just came out your mouth. I would have to imagine that actual country artists fucking hate guys like Timmy that pull that shit. Not only that, but you're calling yourself fucking Timmy Brown? Timmy Brown. It's fucking soft. And it's terrible. Timmy, like, honestly, it's a stupid fucking name. If you're under the, if you're over the age of 12, no one should be calling you Timmy. And his name could very well be Timothy Brown, right? He's not going to call himself Tim Brown. He's not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's a bad country music singer. But fucking hell, I mean, I was, I was, I was pretty mad. I was also pretty lubed up at that point, but I was still pretty mad. 
in his website, it says he's, quote, uh, best known for his dedication to creative, creating expressive and energized country music, end quote. What the fuck does that even mean, Timmy? I, you know, and I would imagine that shit like this is is what bothers um, uh, Bob, Bobby Washburn, of the famed yacht rock duo, Bob and Don. Their side project when they're not in um, the quiet violent. That's the kind of music industry bullshit that probably bothers them and eats away at them as a musician and someone who I I am assuming trying to make it in the world of music. And look, I don't know the fucking, I don't know Timmy Brown from a fucking hole in the wall. He could be a perfectly nice human, but I can't stand his face or his fucking name or his fucking fake accent. And honestly, Timmy, get fucked. Gripe number two, Tom Brady. Buddy, stop posting weird pictures of your kids. Enough. Gripe number three. This one is terribly random, but whatever. Dudes with hardo voicemail away messages. As I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, being on the phone all day, uh, I'm in sales, so I have to hear 8,000 voicemail away messages a day. 99.8% of them are, are innocuous and, and just doesn't, doesn't, there's nothing to them. But every now and again, there's a guy in there who wants to establish dominance without even answering the phone. Today, the guy, I call one, the guy's, uh, I get two rings and it goes to the message and says, this wasn't the actual number, but this is how he said the number 617 657 4736 that was it what the fuck are you doing what are you trying to prove <laughs> do you think people are going to get scared and hang oh shit he sounds like a fucking tough guy i better hang up no you just sound like a fucking clown it's just another in a very, very, very long line of weird shit that guys do to try to act tough. That would be a that would be a never ending topic. <laughs> Stupid shit that guys do to try to pretend that they're tough guys. Thankfully, I know I'm not a tough guy, so I don't do any of that garbage. You know what I do? You know how I prove that I'm a tough guy? I record a bad podcast. Not just a bad podcast. But hashtag. But fuck, I screwed that up. But the hashtag world's worst podcast. Nothing's more intimidating, folks, than a podcast host. That no one listens to. <laughs> Eek, gross. Anyways, thankfully, that's it. That's all I've got for you this week. Um, next week, 
I'm away again, uh, this time going on vacation with my darling wife and her father and his wife. So, uh, probably not in in an actual episode. I might, maybe I'll bust out a not an episode next week just to talk about Mexico. Never been to Mexico. Uh, We're going to Cancun. Not really where I wanted to go, but it's where my wife wanted to go, so that's where we're going. And because I love my wife so much, I am willing to go to Mexico. I was, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know what, I'll go, I'll I'll book like an excursion to, um, to some, you know, Mayan ruins, right? And and I can say what, I mean, I, I I shouldn't say that. I can't say what the name of the fucking temple is. Um, It's like Chicha, Chichen Itzka or so. I, I, I don't want to say it because it's it sounds stupid when I say it, and I'm saying it wrong, and it's disrespectful. So I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'm looking today and to, to try to book something, and and I get like a warning, like uh, unfortunately, uh, this excursion is no longer available due to mass demonstrations in the streets. Therefore, we're taking you to a different set of ruins. I'm like, oh Christ, really? Am I gonna have to deal with that? <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with. Bad enough, I have to deal with fucking people, dumb white kids in in Boston blocking traffic. Now I have to deal with people in Mexico blocking traffic. Come on now. This traffic blocking nonsense is for the fucking birds. Cut the shit. Come up with a better way to protest. I just hope it's something worthwhile. Not like whatever these fucking stupid assholes in Boston have been like gluing themselves to, to each other or whatever the fuck they do. You know, always protesting oil. What, what the oil? God. So yeah, no show next week. No actual show next week. But I'll be back the week after. I'm, I'm uh, in the midst of negotiations. Uh, brief back and forth on Instagram with uh, with with Bob, with uh, Bobby Washburn to try to get him and Donnie on the show to talk about the band, talk about the Quiet Violent and what's going on and new music and whatnot, and then uh, Bobby's going to complain about the music industry, which I am very much looking forward to. So fingers crossed that that happens sooner rather than later. Um, You can go to the Instagram page at ComplaintsPod and the Twitter page also at ComplaintsPod. That's where you will find uh, the questions and the polls or whatever uh, for your pick for the most underrated Seinfeld episode ever. Um, You can also go to Facebook. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a post page at Complaints Pod. I have a Twitch channel that I don't know what to do with. I have a YouTube page that I haven't done anything with. And I think that's it. Is that it? I have a website that I literally have not looked at in fucking probably a year. Uh, Good thing I'm paying for it. Um, I think that's it, right? That's that's all I have for shit this year. 617-657-4736. Please, I beg of you to tell your friends. I beg of you to tell your mom. For Christ's sakes, complain about something. Or 
I know you saw something stupid over New Year's. I know you saw something stupid literally today, probably. <laughs> like, this is an opportunity to share anonymously. You don't even have to say who the fuck you are. I had some old lady call in. Probably wasn't an old lady complaining about music on a radio station that wasn't me. So you can call in. Nobody needs to know who the fuck you are. You don't have to say who you are. It's fine. But listen, as always, I I also beg of you to take care of yourself uh, and take care of each other. Okay? All right. Godspeed. Ta-ta.